0: Welcome to episode 19 of the John and Tom Show. We have a special guest today, an extra special guest. His name is Nick Clement. I don't have applause on my machine, but I put it on me. there. Nick, why don't you tell
1: us who you are? I'm a, so I'm a, one of Erica's classmates. Your wife and uh, we went to IU Medical School together. I did surgery also, but I did general surgery and um, completed. A surgical oncology fellowship actually, like a, a couple of weeks ago. And I'll be headed to the National Institutes of Health to be a surgical oncologist there in a, a week or so.
0: Surgical oncologist. Can you give us a little more on that?
1: Yeah. So, anybody who's a surgeon, you know, you typically specialize on different diseases. Um, so, you can sort of break down surgery in multiple ways. So, Erica's an orthopedic surgeon, so she specializes in bones. Mostly, not all you know, but um you know, so I did general surgery residency. General surgery is for the most part uh intraabdominal surgery, so GI surgery. So mm-hmm. you're looking at bowels, liver, pancreas, yeah. stomach. In general surgery, we also do other things like skin, soft tissue, um, you know, either infections or tumors. We take care of we do trauma surgery in general surgery. So you can do all of these different things and then typically after a general surgery residency a lot of people opt to do a fellowship which is further specialization so i did oncology and so what that teaches me is how to approach patients with who have cancer from a surgical perspective because it's very often not just like well can i physically remove this tumor because the answer is always not always but it's often yes but the more pertinent question is, should I remove this tumor or when should I remove this tumor? Because it doesn't do anyone any good if I take the tumor out and then a month later, the cancer is everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Right? Then I haven't helped anyone and I've just put you through a surgery that didn't help you. So that's, that's what surgical oncology is, is, is learning how to be an oncologist who happens to use a knife and cut tumors out.
0: Okay. So, so you finally got a job. <laughs> after how many years of school?
1: It was 10 years after med school, but then I also did, yeah, so I did five years of med school. I did five years of undergrad because I did some extra research in there. So from when I graduated uh, high school, it's, yeah, it's been a even 20 years. 20 years. There you go. Yeah. That's right. impressive. But who's counting? Yeah.
0: And now you're going to, you're working for the...
1: National Cancer Institute.
0: Which is a part of the NIH. Part of the NIH, NIH. National
1: yeah. Institute of Health. Yep.
0: So... Pretty knowledgeable guy here we got we're lucky to have him today i wanted to talk a little bit about um also just a, a great dude too i just he's not just that. knowledgeable but yeah.
2: uh <laughs> well he i i kind of think he has to be seeing as how he works for the national institutes of health that's uh yeah that's kind of prestigious more than a little prestigious
0: <laughs> yeah definitely um so one of the things i uh, want to really talk about today, since we have you, um, we can talk about a lot of different things, but since, since you're here, um, the COVID, uh, vaccine, Mm -hmm. um, in kind of the Delta variant and, uh, where we're at on that, um, there's just, there's so much information being tossed around. There's a lot of people out there that are arguing on both sides for it. It's, it gets political, it gets, uh, you know my rights are being infringed you're forcing me to take this this um vaccine um it it gets a little complicated um and you know my personal thought is is sort of that well maybe we don't go there quite yet let's let's tiptoe into that (laughs) let's 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 reserve that for a little bit later but um I think one of the things I want to, maybe I can start with some of the claims being made on, um, you know, some of the reasons to not get vaccinated that people mm-hmm. are claiming, right. Mm-hmm. They think that, that, that the vaccine is causing <clears throat> death. It's causing mm-hmm. so many complications. That it's not worth it. It's risky. It's, um, you know, it's unknown, mm-hmm. the long-term effects. And, um, they, some people think it's a government uh, conspiracy or you're putting microchips in me or, you know, it hasn't been fully tested. Bill or Gates
2: and Dr. Fauci are, are in yeah. in cahoots and right. they, they put mm-hmm. microchips in. It. Right. Yeah. So
0: I just wanted to maybe get uh, your thoughts on, on some of that. Yeah.
2: Well, let me f- start off by
1: telling a story. I think it's kind of a funny story. It's, it's an inside joke, especially for my wife and I. My, my mother-in-law... She, you know, my wife is Cuban. My mother-in-law is, is Cuban and uh, her father was a surgeon and they, they fled Cuba in the sixties. You know, he was a surgeon. Mm-hmm. He took his family, quote unquote, to Miami for a, a, a medical conference, took the whole family. Hey, I will be back. Promise. <laughs> and of course they, <laughs> they did not go back. And, yeah. um, so she grew they ended up getting, he got a job in West Virginia. That's where my that's where she grew up. And, um, so my mother-in-law grew up with a surgeon father. And so she, she knows a lot about medicine and she knows a lot about what her, what her father knew and did not know. And my wife had a question about something on her skin and, uh, her mother-in-law quote, doesn't know beans about dermatology. (laughs) And I thought that was hilarious and not offensive at all because it's Uh, totally true. I don't know anything about dermatology and, uh, So we always joke that many things come up and Nick doesn't know beans about X, Y, or Z. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to preface by saying, especially because I will be starting at the NIH and Dr. Fauci, of course, he's not going to be my boss, but he's, I'm sure, good friends with my boss. So I don't know beans about epidemiology and and I do know a little bit about immunology, but I I just want to preface this by saying I'm not an expert in this. Right. So these are really my opinions. Um, And this is, these are thoughts that I've, just had based on my reading, but I would, I would take everything I say with a great big grain of salt. I mean, the first point I would make is that anybody who's saying that there's side effects from the vaccine, I would say to that, well, so what? There's <laughs> yeah. side effects to every single medication <clears throat> known to man. Right, aspirin has side effects. Aspirin can cause fatal. Well,
0: look at what when you ever watch TV and there's those commercials for this. Yeah, right, <laughs> Nick, you
2: took the words right out of my right. mouth. Yeah. In fact, aspirin's been around for like over a hundred years. Yeah. And in the side effects, we use a lot of the side effects therapeutically, as like in a anticoagulant.
1: Right, blood thinner. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, every every surgery has
1: a potential side effect of death, but doesn't mm-hmm. mean. So to somebody, for somebody, you know, the analogy would be these people saying, "Well, you know, somebody got sick from a vaccine." It's like, "Well, somebody died in surgery. Somebody, people die in routine surgeries every day. It happens. So that's not a reason to not get a vaccine. That's just and was
0: that? Do they? You know, was it caused by the vaccine?
1: And that's another question, which is very hard to answer, Mm -hmm. because when you have a rare event that happens a handful of times, to to actually know for sure that it's not just happening um you know sort of at the background level i think the, the again i don't know all of the data but the the thrombosis thing the cerebral vi- uh, sinus thrombosis i mean those happen in women and they're rare but they they happen in people who yeah. aren't taking the vaccine so right. i don't know how much of an increased incidence those that were occurring in in people who had been vaccinated um my suge- my my guess is probably not much more if if any more mm-hmm. and uh, and then the question is well can you treat them when they do occur? And the answer is probably in most cases, yes. In which case, again, we're getting sort of worked up about something that probably isn't a huge issue.
0: Right. Uh, I, you know, just the numbers, I just looked this up. I think it, this is recent and within a week or two, 159 p- million people have been vaccinated in, U- in the U S mm-hmm. and there's been 5,492 breakthrough cases, meaning that they, they got COVID having been vaccinated. Yeah. That's fifty four hundred that's one in twenty nine thousand people
1: that's pretty good, and those breakthrough cases, my understanding is that they're most they're a lot less severe yes. Meaning, yes. so you're yeah. not going to die
2: yeah, I, yeah yeah, I heard a, a a physician I think with CDC say that the people who are vaccinated and are now getting the disease it's no worse than like a, a very mild cold they're not They're not winding up in on ventilators in intensive care units. Well, and I think that's the natural
1: history of all of these viruses right now. Again, this is me sort of talking about stuff that I really don't, you know, I'm not, I I don't have formal training in, but every coronavirus at some point or another was a novel coronavirus. Mm. And they all, not, I don't know if they all, but a lot of them ended up, everybody gets infected, it gets passed down enough times. And there's also evolutionary pressure on the virus to actually be less deadly in general. I think that's how it works. Because from a virus perspective, it doesn't necessarily want to kill its host; it just wants to spread. Yeah, and you can spread better if your host doesn't know that you're it, it's sick, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I think, given enough time, the natural course of this virus will be to just become endemic, and it'll become no more worse than the average cold. And um, but it won't
0: go away. It will not it's, go. It's away. never oh, going no, to go away. Never going to go away. It's no, no, go no, away. Yeah. Go no, away. part of the environment and, and now. And so here's the question on that. So this is a new a new type of coronavirus though right this is a new type of coronavirus and um so this was something that may or may not have been created in a lab by accident or on purpose who knows but like that's that's a pretty i mean this is something well it seems like it may not be in the long run as you say it might just end up being like the common cold but um if it was you know and, and it does seem to be some evidence that it was in the lab um uh, that's a pretty big deal. And, you know, that's, that's it. I've, I've always wondered, like, what's the big deal, whether or not it was created in our lab or not. Right. Yeah. And that could be one of the reasons why it's a big deal, because it's like something that was created, that's never going to go away. It's going to be in humanity forever when you release something and Mm -hmm. you don't really, they don't really know how bad it's going to be. So I guess, um, Maybe that's, if there was a cover up or whatever, maybe that's one of the reasons why they just knew that the severity of it, but we don't have to go down that rabbit hole of whether or not it was created in a lab or not.
1: That's beyond my, my pay grade. I mean, I think, you know, that's going to be something that people will have to investigate. Yeah, they should. You know, it.
0: both uh, sides should want that both sides of the political spectrum or whatever. Everybody should, you know, understand where it came from,
2: you know? Well, you know, the variants, they're, and I, and, I, and I call them mutations, and that's what they are. Uh, every virus, every bacteria mutates. We mutate. Uh, we, But the, here's the difference. We reproduce about once every 20 to 30 years. Bacteria and viruses can mutate can reproduce within a matter of minutes, and so there's generation after generation after generation, which increases the poss- the probability of mutation. Nature isn't stupid, you know. You it, it's like the uh, a lot of uh, antibiotics that we have now, and I'm just as guilty as the next guy. You know, as in practice. Uh, We've used uh, antibiotics so much, a lot of the bugs have mutated around it. You know, and, and, and viruses are no different. In fact, there's a, there's a when, when I was in uh, undergrad, there was a, a lot of talk about whether viruses were really living entities. And the reason that is, is because viruses don't metabolize. They don't take in food sources. They don't put out the only thing they do. The one and only thing they do is reproduce. That's it. Do you agree with that, Nick?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's always been a debate. In yeah. That, life sciences. What, yeah. what is it? And I think by, you know, I, I think they're probably considered not living. Right. I mean, that's, I think where people, yeah. I haven't followed the debate, but I mean, I think you could just being able to reproduce is not enough because a prion I guess pr- prions don't really reproduce, but they, they cause other proteins to be misfolded. But even a computer virus, right? That can re- reproduce, but that's not alive.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: I think you have to be able to metabolically maintain homeostasis to yep. be a living organism and re- reproduce. I think those are probably... Replicates. Every
2: virus is either DNA or RNA in a protein coat. That's it. And there's no, you know, you don't have uh, a nucleus... Uh, you, you don't have the other things that that living cells have I mean they're very in, in fact
1: there there's some viruses that are that have permanently become a part of uh the human genome there's endogenous retroviruses there are there are chains of the human genome that are that are not you know they're not mammalian DNA they're not they don't do anything for us but there are segments in our genome that are viruses that have become encoded in our DNA and they just get passed through the generations in the, in the virus, for whatever reason, it never, mm-hmm. uh, it forgot how to escape or, or just the G- DNA doesn't do anything, but there's actually some evidence that those endogenous retrovirus, those, those segments can be, a, um, they can be triggered in cancers and your body can actually use those to target the cancer. The body has immunity against those. Hmm. Huh. This one this is something that happens a lot in cancer is th- different switches get turned on and off. So I mean I give you a, a good example of this is this protein called uh, NYESO1 which is a cancer germline antigen where it's a protein that was important during embryogenesis I think you know when you're in your in the womb and you're you're just a few cells and you're dividing and you're forming organs. And eventually that protein no longer is needed, and that gene gets shut off, and it's permanently shut off. but in some cancers, for whatever reason, that that switch gets flipped back on, and the cancer cells start expressing that protein, which hasn't seen a lot of day in you know 20, 30, 40, 60 years. and uh, you, you can we can target that
2: well uh, Nick one uh, along that same line, uh, I know that of course the gut. of your immune systems in your gut Mm -hmm. because you're external. Uh, But what happens when the immune system does not recognize what causes the immune system not to recognize these maverick cells and destroy them? Well, I mean, the cancer
1: cells, I mean, at the end of the day, they are your own cells. Right, So it's really it's, I mean, that's, and that's sort of what we're all trying to figure out. I, I think one thing that we have figured out is that the immune system needs. So every cancer has, it seems like every cancer has some mutations in the DNA and yeah. some have a lot more than others, mm-hmm. but they all have at least a few. And some of those or alterations in the DNA. And a sort of simplistic view is that the more DNA alterations there are, the easier it is for your body to see the cancer. Mm -hmm. So a really good example of this is in, is in melanoma, which is a uh, skin cancer, right? But it's, so melanocytes are not just only in your skin though. They are in your GI tract where they're not exposed to the sun. They're, they're in your, they're actually in the, in the uvea in the eye. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now your eyes are exposed to sun, but you don't look at the sun, right? You don't, if you look at the sun, so your eyes don't get much sunlight because you don't look directly at the sun. Unless you're Trump. Unless you're Trump, right? Look at the (laughs) sun. So the cancers, that the melanomas that arise in areas of your body that are exposed to the UV light have a lot of mutations. Whereas the melanomas that arise in the GI tract, for example, or in the eye, which can occur they don't have a lot of mutations. And as you would imagine, the ones with a lot of mutations, the immune system has a much easier time to see those because those mutations give rise to new proteins. Okay. And, and that's, it's just non-self, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. how your body recognizes exactly. viruses. Yes. It, it's not, hey, this is a virus. It's just, this is non-self. Yeah, this isn't me. And so non-self can be a virus, it can be bacteria. It can so be- So when it recognizes it, what it can it, so, uh, it can be a
2: transplanted organ. It can be a transplanted
1: organ, exactly. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, the way that that's recognized is that, non, that foreign piece of uh, protein is presented on the surface of the cell in uh, the major histocompatibility complex. And basically, it's, uh, it's like the cell reaching inside of itself and grabbing a piece and then holds it out for the T cells to come and sniff. And the T cells are the ones that they right. can say, "Hey, this is kosher. This is normal. This is us. This protein. I know this protein. It's important part of X, Y, or Z," or this T cells can say, "Hey, this is. I've never seen this before. What is this?" And there's a lot of gradations, but that's that's basically how it works. And then the T cells can trigger an immune response or not. Immune yeah. response. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what's always fascinated me. It's like I know the 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 key. Uh, to the kingdom when it comes to cancer is how can we get the immune system to recognize all cancer cells as not self yeah you know it's uh, so there there has to be well, turns- something going on that, that that it's 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 hiding from the immune system or
1: yeah it's a lot more complicated than that because it turns out that most at least in solid, like GI tumors, like that I take care of. turns out that actually the T cells are there in most patients that have them. Okay. Even though we've never been able to get those T in some cancers, like pancreas cancer is a famous one where we just, oh my God. Yeah. We don't do a good job of, we can't get the immune system to attack it very well for some reason, but the T cells, we can find T cells that recognize it, um, with some regularity. So it's not only a problem of, the recognition it's also somehow getting the immune cells there getting them ramped up what, right what's and an example a, of an immune response well it can be so in cancer you mean yeah i mean uh it can range so when when we do cancer studies there's the way this is recorded for clinical trials typically is through radiographic responses so a radiologist will measure you know let's say you have a cancer that's spread to your liver mm-hmm. and the tumor's two centimeters long on the cat scan. And then we can say, okay, give you a treatment. And then two months later, look at that same tumor. And if it's smaller and there's certain cutoffs, but the idea is they're, they're kind of objectives, right? So that everybody's using the same metric. Cause if everybody,
0: I, I think what I meant was your own body's immune response. Like if it, you you said your T cells are going right. in there and they notice right. something's off. Then what does your body do? without yeah, any treatment? Like just, what is your body? How does your body react to that well, if they with, see something's wrong?
1: Without treatment, typically, they they sort of buzz around like, um I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It's almost like, you know, bees sort of sniffing out that there's maybe a problem around the hive and they're sort of buzzing around the hive. but mm-hmm. They don't really have something to attack. It's almost like they sense there's something wrong. I mean, T-cells do the... In tumors that are particularly immunogenic, meaning um, they're susceptible to immune immunotherapy, mm-hmm. I was is how I would use that definition. Um, we find that the T cells are in the tumor. Hmm. You know, they're there. They're like ready to go. They're ready to fight, but they, for whatever reason, they're sort of like hesitant.
0: They don't know how to fight. Yeah, they don't um, know how to fight it.
2: Or confused,
0: I
1: guess yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, and and that's a
0: function of they a just make the of, big ado or a big. Like, yeah, they nervous. just
1: sort of, they go in there and they, they sort of, they're sniffing around, but the, the cancer cells have, are smart. Well, and part of it is, I mean, I think the cancer cells are undergoing constant evolution. If you have seen the documentary mm-hmm. um, about this cancer, The Emperor of All Maladies by Ken Burns, it's a really good documentary. And the third section in particular talks about immunotherapy. It's a three-part series, but it talks a lot about how the um, cancers, um rapidly evolve in a way, right? They, you know, we're, you were mentioning a human being evolves, you know, we, we replicate every 30 years, but cancer cells, the evolution is, you know, in the order of days where they can, cool. swell, you know, expand and, and change and develop new, new mutations. Um, And the immune system can, can evolve rapidly too. So that's it's sort of part of how, how the whole thing can work, but. Well,
0: yeah. So the, Okay. So it has to be treated obviously because the body doesn't do well with cancer. (laughs) Right. Well, you know,
1: but that's a funny thing too, because, um, you know, in medicine we sort of just say, well, cancer, not cancer. And you would think it's a binary thing, but it's really not. Yeah. Um, there's a huge spectrum of how aggressive cancers are and your body probably is getting rid of, I mean, is getting rid of cancers all the time. That's right. So the ones, so the ones that we see are the ones that for whatever reason the body failed to recognize and identify, but there are probably many, you just always have to remember, it's like the, it's like the planes in world war two, right? you, You know, where they were trying to figure out like how to armor the airplanes. Have you heard this where they, you know, basically they wanted to figure out how to, prevent the airplanes from getting shot down. And I think they got one of these statisticians. I don't remember who it was, but he went and looked at all the planes and mapped out where all the bolt holes were. And he said, okay, we're going to put armor in all the places where the bolt holes are not right. Because the planes that got shot down never made it back. Right? So if you map out where the bolt holes are, if you have bolt holes in the wings, well, that means the wings can get shot up and the plane doesn't crash right? But if you have bullet holes everywhere, except for a critical part over the engine, the lack of bullet holes means that you take a hit there and the plane goes down and the plane never makes it back. So we're seeing the cancers that have figured out how to evade the immune system, but we're not seeing all the ones where the immune system mopped it up without our help.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't think people really realize that. I I don't think I realized it, that it's, you know, we probably are fighting off little cancers all the time and
1: And in colon cancer, they've shown, I mean, they've shown this is for sure true. There's a, um, in colon cancer, there's a famous guy, a, a French guy named Jerome Gallon, but he's developed this score. He calls it the immunoscore, and it's been internationally validated. But he basically can look at your colon cancer, and he looks at where the T cells are and what kind of T cells are there. And he can basically say, if you have a good pattern, a good T cell infiltrate, your cancer is very unlikely to come back. Right, And that's just, again, showing that in some patients, whereas if the T-cells aren't there at all, your cancer is way more likely to come back. And to me, that big difference is because in one group of patients, the immune system has been able to mop it up. Again, this is just prediction, you know, irrespective of treatment, just some, it's going to come back or it's not. And uh, in some patients, it doesn't come back and it's because the immune system was already on its tail. Mm Mm-hmm. So you take out the primary tumor and the the metastases get mopped up by the immune system.
0: So catching it early, like testing for cancer or test or, um, you know, how early can people be tested for it? And why would you get tested for it? Is it like, is it common for people to get tested for cancer? Like, and I just don't know that much about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 so it, it all depends on it's, it's, it's a complicated thing that I don't. Know it seems like about. it seems
0: like like they a lot of times they'll find cancer when they were looking at something else, like somebody yeah. hurt their head and right. they find. And so why not? Or yeah. you know, it, it's not like is there a is there a, a test or is there any idea like for you know for trying to catch it earlier? Or does that yeah. matter? Or is it-, it,
1: it? Yeah, it does help to catch it earlier, but it 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 all depends on how risk at risk the population is. It all depends on what kind of cancer it is. It depends on you know, how effective the treatments are. Right. I mean, if we have a cancer that, for example, let's say we have a cancer where there's a pill that if you get this cancer, we can cure you 100% of the time. And the pill has very few side effects. You don't need to catch it early. Right. Right. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, so, so, but the idea (laughs) there is, um, so there's all these factors. So, I mean, to give you an example, I mean, colonoscopy is a good example, right? Mm. We know colonoscopy saves lives because if you, give people colonoscopy. But you notice that we don't do colonoscopies in 30-year-olds, right? Right, Because the probability of finding a colon cancer in a 30-year-old is so low. Right. It's not mm-hmm. worth the risk. Breast cancer is another example where there's a lot of debate about this. And again, it's not clear cut because there's a lot of, I think the Breast T- Cancer tra- Task Force, and I'm again sort of talking about things I don't really know as much about as I should to be talking about it. But my understanding is that there's some recommendations that Breast cancer screening should not start at 40, start at 50. Hmm. And there's a lot of pushback from the community and and from, right. The people saying, well, we should do it at 40. And the reason why they're saying that is because you're finding a lot of cancers that, you know what, even if you find it early, we can effectively treat it. We cut it out or whatever. So, so you, you're hurting people, not only from, uh, false positive, maybe an unnecessary surgery, but there's also psychological trauma, right? You tell somebody they have breast cancer, they have two young children, they have whatever, uh, uh, maybe a spouse that's sick. That's the last thing that person needs. And if that cancer is not something that's going to kill them, did you do them any any favors by giving yeah. him that anxiety? um so, yeah, and if
0: it's something that's like, as you're saying, there's different treatable. levels of right, cancer, right, right? And if it's just no. a little tiny bit, it might've, right. you might've been able to fight it off.
1: And it's not even the size it's the grit, you know, it's how aggressive is it? You know, I there's a, right. there's a drawing, a famous drawing, but I mean, like, you, you know, I could sort of think about like farmyard animals, right? I mean, some cancers mm. are tortoises, so you could put a tortoise out in your backyard. And even if you didn't have a fence, you could probably go out an hour later and probably find him because he wouldn't be far um i should get a tortoise yeah exactly <laughs> the, uh the uh some cancers are like rabbits where you know they are fast but you know you have a fence you keep it contained uh you can catch him and and prevent it from getting away but if you let him out the door you know and uh, through the fence good luck catching it right and then there are other cancers that are like swallows where they just fly over the fence yeah you know that's like pancreas cancer i mean yeah there's no you can't find pancreas cancer early enough
0: do you think that's the sort of one that is the hardest to come back from or it's recover uh, from.
1: it's well just statistically speaking it's one of the the worst because it doesn't matter what stage it is it, it's it's a very high risk of coming back even if we find yeah. a colon I'll give you an example colon cancer if i find a stage one colon cancer mm-hmm. no lymph nodes early you know i take your i can take part of your colon out, put you back together, no problem. The surgery you can cover for a couple of days. The chance of that coming back are very low. Yeah, You will go on and live mm-hmm. a normal life. You, will, you won't miss that small piece of colon unless it's really far, you know, distal in the rectum. But if it's the colon, you won't miss it and uh, no problem. But if it's pancreas cancer, even if it's a stage one, no lymph nodes, we think we get it all out. You didn't get it all out in most, in most patients. It's already spread it's like the swallow in the barnyard so yeah
0: cancer is, is just so ubiquitous right everywhere it, yeah. every every one of us has had someone in their family or someone they know affected by it. It's just unbelievable how it's so everywhere
1: but you know it's 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 part of I mean in a way it's part of our design and our program. I mean you know you live long enough eventually as we get better at curing other diseases, I mean, things have to, things eventually fail. Um, I mean, we, our bodies certainly could be better about it. We, we could develop because, you know, one of the things that's interesting is you just look at the number of cells that a human has and you look at the number of cells that an elephant has, right? They have how many or a blue whale, right? I mean, think about how many more cells they have. Billions. Than we do. <laughs> so why don't they get more cancer than we do? Well, it turns out your body can, if you have better genetic, protection you can prevent it from arising so
0: genetic protection yeah yeah. not lifestyle
1: well blue whales just do what they do and yet they don't get you know they're what
0: i mean what should we do to prevent getting cancer
1: (laughs) i mean i think you know every avoid you know i think everything you sort of hear um repeated you know cliches i mean i think there's a lot of things that we don't know but in general you know, healthy weight, exercise, non-smoking, not too much sun exposure. Although we failed in that part yesterday, but a lot um, of times you don't
0: know wh- why they got cancer, though, right? I mean, yeah, it, it's it's true. So, how did they know that those things cause cancer?
1: Yeah, I mean, even it's in just, uh, it's just data. Well, it's 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 sort of looking at correlations. I mean, which is also you can go you can go wrong with that. But in general, like smoking, for example, I mean, you can just look at populations right. of smokers and you can see that the incidence of lung cancer is higher in a population of smokers than in a population of non-smokers. Now the problem with that is that it could turn out that maybe smokers for whatever reason, love a certain brand of whiskey, right? And smokers drink this brand of whiskey Mm -hmm. and it could have, Mm -hmm. it actually could turn out that that brand of whiskey was the cause of cancer all along and we didn't know it, but that's not
0: perfect. Right. right, it's yeah, not. We're not talking exactly about perfect things here, but general trends.
2: I had a, my older brother; he's dead now. He died of pancreatic cancer, and he had for years been an alcoholic, and he had also uh, smoked Marlboro cigarettes, like they were going out of style. And so you got to be. But, but then uh, he died. I think he wasn't even fifty-two maybe. And then my mother, at 89 years of age, got pancreatic cancer, was diagnosed on Monday and died on Wednesday. So, you know, again, I got to be thinking, okay, well, my brother, I could understand, you know, he was at risk for, you know, no diet, he wouldn't, I mean, he didn't, he didn't eat properly, he drank, uh, his liver was in bad shape. And, but,
1: And the smoking is a big risk. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's probably the biggest one. But my
2: mother was never overweight, never drank a drop, never took a puff, and so maybe there's there's a pretty good genetic component there. So, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to
1: say, and the other thing these these things are not to that point. These things are not bulletproof. I mean, smoking is not the only cause of lung cancer, and it's what's interesting is that most people who smoke don't get lung cancer, which is really yeah. Wow, which is sort of—you wouldn't think that. You, you sort of think everybody smokes gets lung cancer eventually. That's not actually not actually true.
2: How many of them die of heart disease? <laughs> well, a lot of them die. Exactly. I mean, that's the other thing. One or the shit, other. You know, yeah. I mean, uh,
1: strokes and things like that. Emphysema. Yeah. In medicine, I think we do a pretty good job um, of not being judgmental. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had a lot of people who did smoke, right, and come in and have pancreas cancer, and they they fe- or or didn't, and I can't tell you how many people who've you know, gotten colon cancer and they're like, you know, 53. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I always ask, did you get your colonoscopy? It's not that I'm trying mm-hmm. to, you know, make a point, but I just need to know it. Cause we need to know it for the records. We need to know it for research. So I always ask and they're like, no, I didn't get my colonoscopy. You know, I feel like an idiot. And it's like, you know what, but you know, people who smoke, they get lung cancer, but you know what people do, we do all sorts of things, right? I mean, you and I were in the sun all day yesterday, right? So, you know, if we get melanoma, you know, can't, you can't be mm. like, well, you deserve it. You got, you know, so I think not that we, any of us are doing this, but on Twitter, I see a lot of, and maybe it's because of our partisan politics, but people saying, oh, all these people, Trump voters aren't getting the COVID vaccine. You know, if they die of the coronavirus, I'm not going to feel bad for them. Well, you know, I mean, none of us are perfect. I mean, I True. certainly think that people should get vaccinated and I think it's a preventable cause of death. And I think it's, it will be a tragedy, uh, this winter when way more Americans die uh, of the coronavirus than, than really need to. But I think it's important to re- remember that we all are flawed and we all do things that are not optimal for ourself and it, for our, for our health. And it may be that we're not eating perfect diets. We don't exercise enough or we smoke that cigar on occasion, or we, you know, sit in the sun too long. So, so. that could
0: be part of the the thing. It seems to be out there that everybody expects everybody else to be perfect. Yep. You can't ever, Make a mistake. Oh, yeah. You know, and if you do, they come after you. Yeah. And as you know, it's always easy to be on that side telling somebody else what they're doing wrong. But like, what about, you know, it's there's no room, there's no wiggle room for like just living and being a person. So it's that that is part of it. Um, there, I mean, yeah. I I guess is when it comes to the COVID vaccine and whether or not you're going to get it. Um, you know, I kind of, you know, I I would ideally like to see everybody get it because I I believe that it works really well based on the data from yeah. since oh, it's yeah. been out. I, I it just seems like it's a very very effective vaccine, even more than I think they thought it was going to be. And so there there's some some data there. Um, well, there John, few, as, yeah. as you
2: and I were talking about earlier, L.A. second largest city in the U.S. All of the COVID cases they were treating were unvaccinated people. Over 99% of people with active COVID now have not been vaccinated.
0: Well, I, I, Nick had Nick had a good phrase yesterday that I liked he, when he said um, you can either get uh, the Chinese made virus yeah, exactly. or, or he yes. can, maybe you can see it <laughs> yeah. better can, than me. Well, I,
1: this wasn't my quote, no, I'm I, can, vaccine, I, that, I read this great. on, I think I read this, I saw this on Twitter, but the quote is, is you can choose to be inoculated one of two ways you can be inoculated by a virus made in a Chinese lab, <laughs> or you can be inoculated by a vaccine made in an American lab. that is and, perfect. You know, it's it's going to happen when you're going to get you're it, you're going to get one nobody, or the other you choose. Yeah. Nobody is going to escape this virus if you're not vaccinated because it's, you will get it. And it may not hurt you. And actually statistically speaking, it won't, you know, I've been talking, my uncle, one of my uncles is not going to get the vaccine. And the way I see it for him, it's like, um, Imagine a revolver, but instead of six bullet chambers, there's 50 chambers. Mm-hmm. Take a 50-chamber revolver, put a bullet in there, spin, the, spin mm-hmm. the chamber, and just put the gun in your mouth and pull the trigger. Yeah. You know, 49 times out of 50, you're going to be fine when you do that. But I wouldn't play that game.
2: There's always yeah. that one time out of 50 that's right. going to kill you. It's just yeah. not
1: worth it. I mean, when you think about, I mean, a one in, you know,
2: it just seems like I
0: think the big uh, one of the points is that the the, the yeah the the the, pot- the potential for a bad outcome is much higher, yep. if you're un- unvaccinated. Yeah. Oh, sure. It, it's for just sure. you have a bigger chance of a really bad outcome, especially if you're surrounded by other un- unvaccinated people. Yeah, you get large. You have large, larger viral load people. Right. You know, and you're just you're surrounding yourself with other people who are unvaccinated and. You know you're we're seeing a lot of that now and with uh, there's there's sporting events and there's concerts happening now and nobody knows how many of those people are unvaccinated or unvaccinated and now you got the olympics going on for people mm-hmm. all over the world coming together and they're they're doing their best to try to you know they, they're trying to keep it under wraps but they're going to go to in you know interact with people all over the world mm-hmm. and then go back home and who knows what's going to happen there but um I don't know. It's, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, we don't know how it's going to go. I think in New York city, I mean, it, it's always it, we're trying to figure out what happened in New York city. Cause you know, we got hit first and it's clear that, you know, this virus was everywhere in New York city before the lockdown. We just didn't know mm-hmm. it. You know, the, if you look at, you can't go by case numbers, right? I mean, it's like, if you look at the total number of cases, New York city, you know, had fewer cases than California or Texas, or whatever that's, that's nonsense. It sort
0: of doesn't matter. Well, that's, right. it's not
1: true. Because, I mean, because New York, we had way more deaths than, you know, those places. It's just, we weren't testing, yeah. right? We were catching one in 10 yeah. cases. Deaths,
0: to yeah. me, I always felt like deaths were the true indicator of cases. That it, and it, hospitalizations. are pretty in hospitalizations, good yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And and well, I'm, you know, a good example is AIDS. When I was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I uh, had a bachelor's in medical technology and I was working at uh, Methodist Hospital at the time. And they had, uh, in ICU, they had a lot of homosexual males that had Kaposi sarcoma. Yep. It, nobody knew, it's like, you know, what's going on, they, they got, they thought, well, okay, this is way higher in the homosexual population than it is in the heterosexual population. They still had no idea what it was. When I started dental school in 1980, I went one of the youngest guys, uh, they still didn't know. And no. after that, finally, a pathologist somewhere put two and two together and said, this is an infection. This is a virus. But it, but it took, but like you said, it had been around for ages and it had been treated, but nobody knew what the hell it was. You know, everybody thinks that that if, if a disease pops up, that medicine's going to, you know, just like that, uh, recognize it and start to treat it. But it's, that it doesn't work that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, it's been amazing. Uh, that I think now the, um, thank you, the, um, Lifespan of somebody with HIV with treatment is now just about Mm -hmm. the same. By the way, since we're sort of on this topic, I I think I I like to talk about this, but you know, a medical miracle happened five years ago, which has been underreported, but you know, we have a a hepatitis C cure, Yes, which is, you know, I feel like there wasn't enough fanfare about this, but like, there's Mm -hmm. no other virus that we can cure, Yeah, right? We can prevent viruses. We have treatments like Tamiflu, which help you know, mm-hmm. keep things under mm-hmm. control a little bit, but your body clears it. But, um, hepatitis C is the first chronic viral infection that I know of that we can cure. And that happened about five years ago. Absolutely. We should, we should have had parades, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. there should have been a day of like celebration. <laughs> I didn't know. Any, was a, I didn't know anything yeah, about it. Yeah. Well, I, you I, know, for, for me, you know, as a surgeon, I, I was always terrified of hep C, especially as a junior resident, because you get hep it, C. Yeah. What does it do? Well, it, it, so sometimes people do okay and they clear it, but you, if you don't clear it, it can cause chronic hepatitis leads to liver failure and it can cause liver cancer. Mm-hmm. And it's way more transmissible. You get a, a needle stick with HIV, believe it or not, it's it's fairly difficult to transfer HIV. Even by a needle stick, you're likely going to be okay. Mm. But with hepatitis C, it was way more likely to be transferred through a needle. So mm. I was, I was terrified as an, as a junior surgery Uh, resident because I was always worried that one of our patients, I was going to get stuck with a needle and get hepatitis C. So it was a, and, and liver failure is like the, I think, you know, you were saying emphysema talking about ways to go. I mean, I guess there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of bad ways to go, but liver failure is, uh, in my book, one of the worst ways to go. Are are, are there
0: uh, early symptoms of it, of hep C? Like um, any sort of symptoms yeah, that you I mean, would know well, you might you, have it. Yeah.
1: You, you know, if you, when you get the acute infection, I think you can have pain, you know, you can get John in, in your liver. Yeah, yeah. Like sort of right, you know, upper belly pain, you can turn a little yellow, but it's, I, I don't, I actually haven't, you know, actually ever seen somebody with acute hepatitis C. Cause you know, if somebody who comes in with that would get, they would call a different doctor. They wouldn't call me, mm. but, um, I see what happens to, to liver, cirrhotics yeah. and I see what you know, I have a, I see in a lot of patients that have liver cancer from mm-hmm. chronic hepatitis C.
2: Well, you know, in my day as a dentist, our biggest fear was always hep B. We, uh, you know, that was always oh man hip fact, We, we had before we got in dental school, we had to be vaccinated for hep B. Uh, there weren't any uh, people refusing that vaccine, huh? Yeah, see, <laughs> that's, that's a whole you, other, thing. you know, see, that's <laughs> another topic. I, I, Nick, I remember when I – even when before I started med tech school even, you had to have MMR. You, you, there's, there, there just wasn't any question about it. You either, do, you either get the vaccines or you don't get in. And I don't understand – Damn
0: communists over there. But
2: yeah, absolutely. No, it's the leftists. Yeah, it's that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but think about this. Even public schools – Require MMR before kids can attend class. Now I never heard anybody raising hell about that, but then all of a sudden, when IU says, "Okay, all the students have to be vaccinated," for for uh, well, we're COVID, living in, we're living they, in a different time. They now. raise and, yeah, all and we all know that. We're, but there were, you know, there were.
1: Uh, I mean, people opposing the MMR, yeah, but they I were was all one, like, I was one of them actually. Yeah. They <laughs> for a while. Yeah, Cause,
0: well, Cause Luke had a bad reaction to it. Oh, did Real he? bad. What happened? Yeah. About two weeks. He was really ill and yeah. I felt like he was talking more before it yeah. and he stopped talking for six months. Yeah. Like he wow. didn't really start talking again after that. Wow. That was at 15 months, I think. Wow. And Ellie had no problem. She was totally fine, but yeah. like he actually had a bad reaction. I started looking into it and it was kind of weird, you know, scary. Uh, but he was also an eight week, preemie yeah um so i don't know maybe but he was starting to talk a little bit and then it sort of kind of tapered off and yeah. it's really weird um so i i i don't know there's there's a ton of people out there that have documented yeah. stories about it and you know i'm not i don't know enough really about it to yeah have an it's, opinion i just as a parent yeah and this is your 15 month old i think mm-hmm. you know erica is um my wife is a doctor and she, I think one of the things is like, a, it's three different yeah, viruses, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I Measles, yeah. putting it all at once mubella, into a 15 yeah. month old yeah. kid. And it's like, can it wait? Can you spread it out? Would that make a difference? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. We, like, you don't, I just, it, it's, these are things that I, I'm not sure about, but there seems, there seemed to be a big push against, um, that and they, and then once you say you're sort of anti, let let's change the way the MMR is dis, is done. You become an anti vaxxer Well, <laughs> it's you like, know, no, it's just this particular one seems a little. Maybe it could be done differently, but it you know, as Tom's about to say, I believe this has been done since the 70s. Right? Well,
2: no, here's here's the, no no, I wasn't going to say oh, okay. that. I'm going back to the 50s. Oh, the 50s. Okay. When I was in, in in grade school, I knew kids that got polio wound up on iron lungs some of them were lucky and they only came out crippled but everybody the parents were i want my kid to have the polio vaccine you know and it, because it, it was right there in front of you you couldn't it was people it, couldn't go to public pools then uh, you got it that's right yeah because it's uh, fecal oral if i
1: believe it's an enterovirus so it-
2: Mm-hmm. Entero, yeah, it isn't. It starts as an enterovirus and then spreads to the central nervous system. Uh, but but parents couldn't get their. I I had polio vaccine. Uh, I had smallpox vaccine because yeah. that was another problem. Uh, but but what I'm saying, I, I, I just I still maybe I'm I'm missing it here. I, I found a little mean,
0: info on the polio vaccine. One in two point four million people that got the polio vaccine. It caused paralysis yeah 2.4 2. 2. 2. 4 million Which,
1: you know and you also have to remember that that's a different type of vaccine too. It, the idiopathic e- paralysis probably happens in one right. 2.4 <laughs> million <Exactly>. people <laughs> exactly. and i can't tell you how many patients who i saw who uh like i would see in clinic who had pancreas you know newly diagnosed pancreas cancer and it's like well i got the, the i mean this is the story is i got the vaccine. And then I was feeling bad. Oh, and so I yes. went to the hospital a week later and I had pancreas cancer, but they, they weren't making the connection there. But I'm just saying like, imagine that it was, there was a plausible, you know, people could say, Oh, I, I see, you know, you, you can generate a link between things. So, yeah, you know, yeah. one in 2.4 million, it's hard to know whether those cases of process were even from the vaccine or right. just exactly,
2: you yeah. know, I, uh, I have interstitial lung disease. Now that happens about five to six patients per 100,000 hospital admissions, okay? 30% of the time, they can say, okay, this is farmer's lung or coal miner's lung or, or whatever. 70% of the cases, they can't. And I'm in the 70%. And, they, and, and idiopathic, and Nick knows this as well as I do, it means unique unto me. That means basically we don't know what it is, but if there's something about you. And, uh, and, but, but, you know, maybe one of these days they'll, they'll figure out a hundred percent of them, but you know, it, it doesn't occur often enough that it gets its own telethon or yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, sure.
1: to, to, to To build on your point though, about the MMR, you know, the real question is what is the right answer if you are the CDC, right? What is the right answer to, cause we all want safety in our mm. medications or our vaccines or whatever have you, we, we all want these things to be safe. But if you look at the vaccination rates in the United States and you can see there's an inflection point, right? They're going up, they're going up. And all of a sudden they all start dipping. And that inflection point was when the CDC did a pause for the J and J vaccine for the cerebral, mm. the, the, the venous thrombosis, oh, right? Wow. Cause they, yeah. they, and they, and, the, and their argument was, well, we're going to pause to look at this and to make sure that there's nothing here. And then once we know it's safe, we'll resume. The problem is that everybody looked at that and said that that pause validated the criticism. Yeah. And so now it is you're guilty until proven innocent. And everybody, so it, it, it seems like it kind of had the opposite effect where it, if they had just said, look, we think there's no basis. These claims we're, we recommend continue vaccination. We're looking into this, but this is a non-issue and we're going to look into it. And if something changes, we'll let you know. But as of now, this is not something that is really worth a pause. It's not mm-hmm. something that we're taking serious. We are taking seriously, but it's not something that we're concerned about. What they did though, is they paused it. And I think people saw that as, as a, as a validation of the criticism. Right. And, so, and
0: you also get people out there saying there's been 20,000 deaths, from the vaccine. Right. Yeah. And they and that's that's just not true. None of those deaths are from the vaccine. The people died after they got the vaccine. But that's out of like how many uh, uh you know 150 million doses right. uh, yeah. 150 million people got the vaccine full, you know, the full you know both doses. And maybe I don't think it's 20,000. 20,000 is is a little high. I think it's more like 6,000 but 6,000 people died yeah, after six, they, yeah, they're elderly, they days. had other things going on, right? Yeah. Like, so it's like, they, but it's, but even if it was 20,000, it's still not that much, you know, uh, it's still a pretty small number. But that, but this is the thing that the fuel is, it, it's keeping people from getting unvaccinated. That's like these types of things that they're saying, yeah. which are based on not, not, they're, they're not based on anything. They're, they're, be, they're not being truthful the way they're mm-hmm. posing it. And we all know this. This is a, this is a broken record of, Behavior, right? Like, they're just trying, and, but it's so sad that it can, can continue without any repercussions or any sort of like, because it does impact. You know, maybe it impacts them more than us, really. I mean, well, but.
2: it's it's like if I get the vaccine today and I drop dead from a myocardial infarction tomorrow, do I blame the vaccine? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and 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 I I think that's what's I'm. I, I'm I'm not saying that, had, but I'm wondering how many cases right. have been like somebody who's going to die anyway. That's
0: kind of my point. And, and, but I, it, I think it, there was it, something about you saying this, it's hard to determine whether it was caused. Yes, like, yeah. There, there, there is a little it bit is. of truth to that is really hard to determine. It's very what,
1: hard to determine the cause of death Period. In medicine.
0: Period. Period. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. something
1: that I've I've dealt. Yeah, that's a good I've, question I, in
0: general. Like, how do you determine the cause of death? There's a lot of, because there's a lot of, well, reports. even like,
1: um, there's a lot of, things in medicine where people believe that, I mean, the thing that I research a lot are blood clots actually, but not mm-hmm. cerebral venous thromboses, but I, I research, uh, DVTs and pulmonary embolo- you know, deep vein thromboses and pulmonary embolisms. And people think that these things kill people all the time, but they actually don't. They're just, they, but they are associated with high risks of death. Right? Like people who are dying, so a,
0: a deep vein thrombus, is that's a clot, yeah. Right? Yeah, I so, have so, so, in layman's terms, ago. it's a clot, it's a clot. So, you're saying that clots typically don't kill people?
1: Well, there is a perception like that. Um, there's a widely, and I would preface this by saying, I think my view on this are atypical in medicine, so you should know that my perception on this is not a common one. But it is commonly said in medicine that, let's say, for example, a VTE, venous thromboembolism, so that includes Mm -hmm. a DVT, a PE, pulmonary embolism, is like the second leading cause of death in patients with cancer. It's just not true. But it's, people say it again and again, doctors say it again and again. And And part of that is because patients who are dying get dvts and PEs, right as right. a side no. effect of other it's things just, going on right in their life. it's just it's part, part of the of, death process exactly yes. it's a yeah. path that's the thing that took
0: it over the edge mm-hmm.
1: and it right and some sometimes it may be the thing that kills them or they die with uh dvt you know with a pe but not from it right and so you know people don't die of them very i mean it does happen but it's very rare um and oh. so it's but it is hard the point of that is it is very hard to what we say adjudicate mm-hmm. the cause of death. You know, what was the first domino that fell? Right? right was right. it was it what, you know yeah, infection? Yeah. Did the infection what was the, the catalyst right? to
0: the de- to the down you know, the decline in health? Right. That's a, had, that's a tough question sometimes. Yeah, I um, had a DVT
2: like, in my right leg like ten years ago, and of course they were all because it was way up high. Roughly, but. What they worry about with DVT is if part of the clap breaks off, now it becomes an embolus. Because
1: your lungs, then
2: then it can go lungs, it can go to brain. You know, it's 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 like something loose in the circula in blood circulation, and it can wind up anywhere. I you know I did uh, the warfarin and all that stuff, and and like you said, you know the death rate from DVTs is very low. It's not. But it's you know.
1: there's a lot of uh, almost urban legend at this point. These it's believed that it's extremely high that it causes hundreds of thousands of deaths. Why present. is that? You,
0: you know, it's, what, what are the, what's their reasoning for that?
1: So I think this it started. There's some there were some trials that were done a long time ago that suggested that if you leave these untreated, they're very fatal. The problem is that the, the trial that showed this was from nineteen sixty. So it's like sixty years old. And it I mean, back then we, we we you know, the way we do trials now is much better. But the methodology from this trial was so bad that like it wouldn't even be publishable today.
0: Is this one of those situations where it's like carryover information from before no. just everybody just assumes
1: that it's yeah, right? Yeah, it's it is a little bit of that, like yeah. where you're you know, this was the trial. And look, 60 years ago, I mean, it was a seminal trial, because at yeah. least it was a controlled trial, but but you know, generations of so that trial and there's a few others that i think are really have suspect risk of bias and um
0: so getting back to the original idea that so it was about the clots yeah so that was yeah. like you're talking we i think this all started because of the, the well the, the, the johnson johnson or yeah, was it it's, Astrazeneca or johnson, yeah, I think johnson. It was johnson i think it was johnson that, yeah. Johnson. Yeah, it was johnson johnson and there was yeah. like three cases of it
1: right it's just and it's hard to adjudicate you know, when somebody dies, it, what brought this up was, you know, when somebody dies of COVID and that's why when, when the whole COVID thing happened, people were saying, Oh, it's, people are dying with COVID and not from COVID. I don't think people are saying that anymore because I think now it's sort of insurmountable. But but for me, the, the, uh, the most uh, important evidence was the excess mortality. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Overall deaths. Cause that for me said, look, you know, It doesn't, you can tell me people are dying with COVID. And there were a lot of people who were dying with COVID and not from COVID. I mean, people who had other, Mm -hmm. you know, or somebody who's on dust doorstep, you know, if they die of COVID, does it really? It's going
0: to be hard to ever know that. But it's the excess mortality that tells you, right? It's like,
1: well, look, 30,000 people died this spring when that, who otherwise wouldn't have died. Right. Like. You know, maybe where's they didn't the variant, die of COVID. Where's the variance? <laughs> right. Just
0: look for that variance. Or whatever yeah, the yeah, overages is, exactly. is basically the number. Yeah. And
1: that's what they're saying about India right now. I mean, I think the okay. official India mortality, the official count is like four hundred thousand dead or something. But they're saying excess mortality is like three million. It's like an yeah. order of magnitude higher than that. Mm. That's which know. makes sense, right? Because the, you know, we're, I mean, we're looking in this country at um, close to a million when it's all said and done, I guess we'll probably we be at closed, 600, like 600,000 Yeah, I'm sure no. after this oh. winter, it'll be a lot more. Yeah. And you know, India has four times, five times our population. Do You know, if yeah. India
0: does India or any other country have a anti-vaccinated, uh, stance, do you have, does anybody have this information? because <laughs> that's, that's I'm a, curious. That's a first world. <laughs> luxury. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Isn't
0: that insane? Like there's, there's countries that are just dying to get like literally dying to get this vaccine. Yeah. And, and we have, you know, 40%, 30% of our population that won't take it for whatever reason. Well, and you should just know, tell I,
1: those people that we're going to give their vaccines to uh, people in other countries and, and see if yeah. they...
0: That's a good idea. Well, like, you
2: know... Get it now, because otherwise we're getting yeah, it away. We're going to mm. give
0: it to, uh, you know...
2: Talk talk one about... Of those mis- shithole misinform- countries. You know. Misinformation. Okay. You know this. I know that. Of course, yeah. you know, but I saw a video this morning on the internet. It was done by an ICU doc in uh, Arkansas. And he said that all of their COVID cases were unvaccinated people, number one. Saddest part was that most of them are like in their 20s or 30s. And that everybody was Begging him to give them the vaccine, and he had to break the bad news to them that this is something that should have been done a few months ago. And and, and that's you know to, to me it's unbelievable what what people will believe sources that you know they you know it's like well the ironic thing is that they won't believe
1: anything from the CDC or from you know the sort of mainstream. But they'll believe anything they read on the internet yeah it's like well yeah this is true they have this yeah i'm i'm as much of a skeptic as anyone i mean i'm i i I joke i mean i don't believe anything anyone tells me as like a doctor i mean i'm i'm like the ultimate skeptic i mean the call the emergency you know the you know the emergency room doctor calls me for a surgical consult and they're telling me everything they say about the patient i don't believe Right, because mm-hmm. like I can't be biased by what other and 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 with the blood clot, you know, research or immunology research, whatever anybody's saying, like I don't believe in especially until I if see. it's
0: particularly definitive, probably right. Well, like if somebody uh, is certain about it, maybe that probably makes you even less. Yeah, it could be. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and you know, I but I think I, so. I'm the ultimate skeptic, but I mean, the people who don't want the vaccines, it's like they they won't believe anything from experts, but they will yes. they will believe anything from some random person on the internet Mm -hmm. be a be a a uniform skeptic and i can i feel like that's defensible if you don't believe anyone (laughs) anything anyone says like i i I think that's sort of defensible i don't know because maybe i'm biased because that's what i'm like but and again i I believe things once i've seen the data from my own eyes well sometimes
0: what i like to do is compare like four or five sources like i mean it's different than getting a call from an er doc but like if I hear something that seems, you know, that I'm interested in, I, I need to verify it. And I try to weigh all, you know, it's like, it's like reconciling all the different right. sources. You know? yep.
2: Well, I got, you know, when I was practicing dentistry in about the last 20 years, and I hate to say this, I got to the point where I didn't believe what patients were telling me. I'd look at their history and, and, and then I'd look at them and I, <laughs> something doesn't match up here, you know? Uh,
1: well, I think, I think you, you know, it's, you should be skeptical of everything you have to yes, be. I think it's your you job have to, to be, be skeptical. Yeah. And I don't think that's, I think that's, it's doing a disservice to patients because as we all know, we are all flawed and you just can't take everything. Everybody says at face value because This
2: is true. Um, well, when I was doing army dentistry, this was in the mid eighties and, and finally they had, you know, recognized AIDS. And so my assistant and I were the only people in the clinic that would treat, there were soldiers coming in that were AIDS positive. Uh, One had been in an automobile accident in San Francisco and got a blood transfusion. Mm. And of course this is early on. And, Clinic commanders asked me. Says, "Well, why are you doing that, Tom?" And it kind of of risks. I said, "Bob, look. I don't worry about the ones that I know have this. I don't worry about the ones that are honest enough to tell me they have hepatitis. It's the ones that lie to me that I worry about. So you know these. You know I. I, You know of course we went in with a full." You know, mask and and a whole bit and double gloves and yeah. um, If you let your guard down,
0: if you let your guard down too much, then yeah,
2: exactly. But but, but these were these were people that were being honest on their history. Say, hey, look, I have active aids. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, drinking is another right. Whenever (sighs) if somebody's a big drinker and then you do surgery and they you know, they're recovering in the hospital and all of a sudden they go through DTs, which is <laughs> yeah. always super painful Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Uh, because then they're like admitted oh, for a week and you have to like tie them up yeah. and it's just, uh, it's so painful. You have to drink like,
0: quite a bit to get, get, to have the DTs, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You do. But you know, that's the thing is like, especially the VA, I mean, all these guys, it's oh like my God, how many yeah. beers do you drink a day? Oh, you know. It's like, sure you do. Okay. Like, you know, they go through, when they're going through withdrawal after and they did not, you know, their family's like, oh, he doesn't drink? It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I had a question. Um, when you think about this uh, sort sudden um, surge of, of, of these people uh, in like, like Hannity and you know, McConnell and McCarthy and Stefanik who are s- saying to get vaccinated now, do you have any... Th- uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I this just moved to the political realm. This is off the <laughs> scientific realm. It was but.
1: interesting how suddenly it all happened. Um, yeah, I don't know. And there's speculation that there's some lawsuits or it's polling data. I bet it's probably polling data. I bet they're. Mm-hmm. I bet they have some some sort of. It's
0: got to be something showing
1: that. that. Yeah. You know, if there's another lockdown, everybody's going to blame them. You know, the economy. They're going to blame. And the last thing these guys want, right? They're trying to take back the house, so. What they're hoping for is a turn down mm-hmm. economically and they're going to try to blame Biden. And the last thing they want is a turndown where they all blame, everybody blames the Republicans who are not right. vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, as, as Tom told me earlier, there's a stat about like, I don't know where your data came from, but the amount of people that are now considering themselves independent is growing. Yes. Like yes. the amount of people that identify themselves as Republicans or Democrats is shrinking the independent yeah. is growing.
3: Well, so who's going to
0: grab those people? And it's sort of like, and we all know sort of the center's typically the biggest
1: yeah. group.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so how, you know, maybe this is, uh, you know, they're well, that's a to welcome see that. change as far yeah. as I see it. Because I think yeah. that
1: both parties are so flawed um, that uh, we really yeah. need a reasonable centri- centrist
2: mm-hmm.
1: approach that's going to work for all Americans
2: Well, I'm sure that given the percentage of the population that identifies as independent, that really the independents determined the outcome of the 2020 election. And they will in the future, because what I've seen is people who are leaving the Republican Party or the Democratic Party are now identifying themselves as independents.
0: Well, I said this on the last podcast too, is that if I felt like if Biden's, if Biden's administration goes too far to the left, mm-hmm. then there's a chance for a third party.
2: Oh
1: yeah. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's overdue.
0: I would, you know, I'd love to see it. I just, yeah. It just seems like, I great. don't know what it looked like or who it would be, but <laughs> I mean, we're we're already in 2021 mid midway through 2021. So, I mean, it's not too far from now, they're going to start the. This time again, next year, it's you know. going to
2: be all campaigning for yeah. the 2022 election. Yeah,
0: 2022 or 2020. You know, but the the presidential one starts like a year and a half early. Oh you know, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's probably going to have, have to happen soon. Otherwise, it's just going to continue to be the two extremes. But but if if I do kind of feel that the the Biden administration has been f- relatively middle. You know like slight you know obviously left and but uh if if it trends further left then i think there's an opportunity i mean the right the right side that the republicans are dominated by trump i mean and it's it's it is the way it is they are the the party of trump
1: but he's like i think he's such a he's so old news like i i think i don't know I, i i think um don't get me wrong like he it's insane that he won 74 million votes <laughs> but but he is gonna age out he's already aging out i think i i did you just hear don't... any of his
0: rally did you listen to that at all i saw i, I saw a couple he clips. sounded different
1: he's just he's doesn't have it
0: he sounded different he sounded like like he he's I taken a hit
1: i mean the one. idea that this guy who's been i mean he's like going to be hunkered down in his like bunker but Florida, think about it,
0: like but biden is is very old and you know, it's but, only it's only four years. I think they're four or
2: five years different. But you know, so. but
1: Trump's not a healthy guy. I mean, he's just not uh, according
2: she, to his physician. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> this going to be. I'm sure down. his physician's a Trumpican. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's just going to be hunkered down in Florida for four years. He's an old guy who's not in good health. I mean, he's already was already slipping. I mean, he's just his his act is old. Everybody knows. The it. One
0: thing to never do is underestimate that though.
1: Like, Wait, like you know you, there,
0: how many times have we had this thought in these conversations about, no, no, no this is nothing this is nothing this is nothing I didn't and,
1: underestimate him the first I did under,
0: I think we all did a
1: little bit i I made money on his first election You did? Oh did you? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Maybe All I'm wrong right. <laughs> I, I I didn't want him to win. I'd have lost my ass. You hedging, I, were you
0: hedging <laughs> your bets or something? Was that well, a hedge? Well, that was <laughs> that, yeah, it's
1: like <laughs> make money or yeah. No, I I am um, I didn't want him to win obviously in 2016, but I did bet my friends that he would.
0: Did you believe it or were you just trying to hedge?
1: No, I believed it. No, he, he was probably just looking at the- At what the, point, what, yeah. when
0: did you place that bet? Was
2: it later, we was placed, it right before the election the bet, or was it earlier?
1: We placed the bet at a bar before the primaries were even over. Holy
2: crap, that's
1: I said, that bold. I said, Man, that is You good. did call it. I said if Hillary Clinton and Trump are the nominees, Trump wins. I, I did also,
0: sure. I also said something similar. I didn't place a wager on it because I didn't want to jinx it, Nick.
2: Well, I, I, I remember <laughs> before the 2016 election, I was still practicing. And my uh, partner and I were talking about this. And we both agreed there was no way in hell he would win. The nomination. Okay, so he was nominated. Okay. So there was no bet No bet. Between no, the no, guys. there wasn't. And just a good thing, I lost, like I said, I would have lost my ass. Yeah. Uh, okay, he was nominated. So, okay, okay, he got nominated. Uh, no way he's going to win the general election.
1: But, you know, or, he, he you know. ran against, I mean, well, I, historically divided. I mean, divide, look, I, Hillary Clinton has been demonized, but she's also just, like, not— She's not a charismatic person. She's She I turns mean, people we'll, off. And I mean, look, let's she be honest. She turns people off. Let's she's, be honest. She's repulsive. True. Did, were you a fan of Obama? I was. And so I yeah. mean, don't you remember in two thousand eight? Like mm-hmm. I don't remember her fondly from two thousand eight. No, right. No, I mean, she I was, never li- I've, I've never right? liked it. Right, I mean, the remember how fun she acted is, when Obama I'll, was gonna get the nomination and she was like she and Bill were so ungracious about she it. She did
0: everything wrong. She almost always does the wrong thing politically when it comes to winning elections, she chooses the wrong thing every single time. I think, honestly, I know, people don't like her, I think she would have been a fine president. I think I she would have
1: too. I, I don't dislike I, I, her she, personally. She has
0: a great track record. She's done mm-hmm. really well. And this whole Benghazi thing is absolutely oh, it's ridiculous joke.
1: And, <laughs> and it's totally compared to all the other sexism. things. And, I mean,
0: the, and the, the email stuff. Yeah. Give me a break. It's Come ridiculous. On. Like, yeah. it, compared to all the other stuff out there, it's, it's nothing. And
1: and there is a huge amount of sexism that's behind it, oh, yeah. absolutely. her absolutely. There's no absolutely. question about but,
0: that. But, oh. but I will say, as you said, I mean, I think a I lot of people do find her to be repulsed impulsive in some weird way i can't even define it but but it's also her choices on how to respond to certain things in in a political discussion she's she just sort of doesn't deliver it right or doesn't like say the right thing or i don't know what it was but like that that was just a perfect storm a perfect shit storm is what it was because like she's the only one that would have lost to him or something
1: i don't know i think so i mean and she other. i mean look you you also i feel like Look, I don't think it was a wise decision to vote vote for Trump in 2016. Like, I certainly did not. But I don't think it was unreasonable. You could, un- you
0: could understand it in yeah. some ways. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, look,
1: yeah. the the political establishment in this country, it is true, like, it has failed right. many people in so many ways. And mm-hmm. nobody embodied that establishment. It was better. a hopeful
0: vote. It was a hopeful vote that something could change in Washington. Right. Well, right? here's a guy, I look, I mean, what, here's yeah. a
1: guy who's a... He, 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 he may not be a billionaire, but he clearly has a lot of money. He has like, how bad of a businessman can he be? Right. If he has all it's these hotels, a, is, well, turns out he's bad. an awful he's person. Really it's amazing. <laughs> <horrible> <laughs> but, like, but like you could, you could forgive somebody for thinking like, there's no way this guy is that bad. Right. Like I mean, he's certainly not a politician. He's, a, he's not the status quo. Like I can no. see where that vote came from. That's why I thought he was going to win. I was like, there's a ton of people in this country who are going to vote for this guy. He's a populist.
0: He's, He's a, populist. a
2: populist. Well, you know, I when he when he won. Well, let's go back to Obama. Uh, when he ran against John McCain and the idiot, that Sarah Palin. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin cost yeah. him that election. McCain might have won that. Though I think he would, if he See, didn't
0: choose Mc, uh, Sarah Palin. I think the yeah, financial I, crisis doomed yeah. him.
2: To be honest, he. Would, I liked. I liked John McCain. I think he would have been a good president.
1: But you know, I think the financial crisis doomed McCain. I don't think it was well. Palin, now that's
2: true too, because the uh, the the economy had gone to hell in hand bucket. But I mean, I but but I liked Obama too. So so either way, I'd have been happy. But Obama
1: know? was slipping in the polls until the financial crisis.
2: Oh hit. yeah, yeah. And, so even
1: with right. Palin, Did you, it's do hard you to, like Obama? Oh, of course I love. I mean, yeah. I you know I loved Obama. I mean, I liked McCain too until he he kind of. When know, he chose Sarah Palin that was, that, the, that, that was the that was the death knell yeah, or whatever. Did, but he look, hated
2: Trump. Yeah.
0: Right, well, that was later. That but, was later well, yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. But, but, I'm but talking what about I'm saying, back in the day, but, 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 yeah, but I think
2: a seed he was he you know, he had I think he the one thing I have to say about John McCain, I always got the impression that he put the country before him and the party.
0: Yeah. And I will say that one yeah. time that he came to vote <laughs> like this and like that. You that was either? pretty great. Thumbs yeah, down. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh man, yeah. McConnell's face that, was so priceless. That's I, I love, I love him for that, but I, yeah. I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of him, but also there was a time when he was debating, uh, in a town hall, he was debating, um, or he was just doing a town hall in 2008, yeah. I think. And some lady stood up and started totally disparaging Obama. Yeah. And he, he goes, stood listen, listen, listen. Stop right there, Obama is a good man, mm-hmm. and he, he, you know, he he was he was a good. Yeah. I think he did have a good heart. Uh, he he
1: just. Can you believe that Arizona uh, Republican Party censured his wife? I can. Because
0: oh yeah, it's, it's Arizona. It's unbelievable. To me. Yeah, it's Arizona. Like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I can.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Because she. Certain ate,
0: places, uh, I can, I can, yes.
2: It's a shame. It is a shame. It's absolutely. Well, with the Republicans right now, if anyone dares. Say anything, anything against, especially Trump, they're banned from the tribe. They are shunned. But
0: as we, as and, you said, I think the total numbers of people that identify as Republican are shrinking a little bit. Oh, it is. Right? Oh, yeah. Twenty four percent. So of the it's less and less impactful, mm-hmm. and it's going to be an interesting twenty twenty four election. I mean, but what's
1: going to be interesting is sometime, it, it 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 never ceases to amaze me of how weak and scared all these Republicans really are of him. Because he's yes. really, he's so, he's such like old laundry at this point. Like he doesn't have, he's not going to run in 2024. If he does, he's going to get destroyed and drag well, the party down with him.
0: That's kind of like what um, he was talking about, Liz Cheney. Yes, somebody and, and and maybe she's done the numbers and she's got the people doing all the analysis in the background. The Rand Corporation or whatever. It's like yeah. saying maybe they're saying like, you know what? We see Trump falling, and we, and we maybe if you do it early enough, you can be the one that rises to the top. And she's Dick Cheney's daughter, who she's inherently evil.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, it, it, is, know. it is always amazing. Like you, you see who people. I mean, like. I always really disliked her. Yeah. But it is amazing to see in the Trump era, guys like, you know, Bill Crystal is another person who I did not like a lot. Flipped. Um, and it's not even that he flipped, but I mean, I think there, there are some people who have a different perspective and it is based on, but you don't know what it's about. And um, you see it come out. But like Bill Crystal, I mean, he is he does have principles and he stands by them and she's the same way. Like I d- didn't like her and I never thought I would admire her, but what she's doing is a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. And she at it least deserves, she, she at least, and, and Dick Cheney, don't get me wrong. I agree with you. No,
0: like, he's, he's the oh, root yeah. of all evil. I, I, I <laughs> totally am on board and with I, that. That's what I'm saying. I think she's there. There's something there. You but know? Well, it's amazing. You know, I,
2: I like her a hell of a lot more than I like her old man. That's for sure. But that, well, but that, Be but, careful. You
0: know, be but, careful. But, <laughs> but, but I don't think this is. Wolf in sheep's clothing going your could way. be. That's But could be. I don't think
1: this is a calculation of her. This isn't a political calculation on her, her part. I think it could be. You think? Oh, yeah. So, so, so I guess the point I was going to make is I feel like, I think what she's making is a principled stand.
0: That's, that's what mm-hmm. she, that's and, what she's and, hoping that everybody thinks.
1: That, yeah, you, you could be right. I, uh, I, but, 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 uh, but I, I would say there's room. I feel like there's room for somebody politically to usurp Trump, to take uh, Trumpism no. from him, right? To say, he's look, gonna, uh, I have a I'm feeling the he's next, he's going to
0: sabotage himself. And with the pillow guy, they're going to go down into a black hole. And like I could see,
1: <laughs> like I could see Ron DeSantis saying, "Like I'm the next Trump." He's right? already kind of done that in, and, in and, a way, and he's yeah. done it right. Yeah. And so, the, what will happen is if Trump eventually, maybe we'll see him as a threat, and he'll say, "Trump, you're old news. Yeah. I'm in charge. You know, I'm the yeah. the new the face of the Republican yeah. Party." And it's going to take somebody to stand up to Trump, Don, and that may be Don him. Jr.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Don Jr. I love this. <laughs> I, was, I was telling, uh, telling, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, John earlier, I saw, because I've been watching some of the, the, his CPAC, you know, his, uh, PAC, uh, rallies. And one of them, his son, Donnie Jr., came out on stage before he, he, he was like the warm up act. Okay. So he came out and he says, Who's our real president? Donald Trump. And what was Donald Trump right about? Everything. You know.
0: Yeah. Uh, it basically means nothing.
2: Yeah. It basically means nothing. Except the vaccine, right? I mean, we,
1: Operation Warp yeah. <laughs> he, he did that himself,
0: too. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Did. A he did. It's the Trump vaccine. I'm surprised
1: yeah. all these people don't want to take it.
0: I like that. I know. That's a very good point. Like, he's the one that created it. I mean, if you put the name, if you called it Trump vaccine, would they take
1: it? But it was so well, I only it was uh suppository in the,
0: <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> yeah. the back
0: end. <laughs> but I, another thing that I find interesting is how Ivanka and Jared have sort of started to disavow
2: Trump, they've distanced them, distanced they're trying them to,
0: themselves. yeah. I wonder what that's about.
2: I don't know, but it well, Ivanka supposedly on January 6th, she was his, I don't know, whatever it was, all nepotism, but anyway. She they came to her and said, Look, you need to talk to your dad and tell him to do something. And she went down and she he he was down in his bunker or, or whatever where he was safe. Because, well, he told all the, the rioters he'd be right there with them, and they believed him. Uh and he wouldn't budge.
0: All I know is I saw on January 6th, I saw them all partying with like multiple large Yep. Flat screen TVs yeah. drinking like a football game. cheersing yes. and celebrating yes. that this yeah. is the day that they're gonna take over the government. I mean it looked like a coup, a coup celebration.
2: Uh, yes. I yes. mean I
0: and they I I mean where's that video? Is this still is around? There, I mean was,
1: was there a be. worst day in American history in the last hundred years? Definitely, oh, not last 100. So.
0: Definitely not in the last hundred. Definitely mm. not in the last hundred. I'd say that's there's no worst day that is the worst day yeah exactly that's, that's what i'm thinking i yeah. think
2: it is the worst day yeah uh you know when when americans and calling themselves patriots i mean oh jesus because i sat there and watched the whole thing on tv we need more patriots up here you know the ones that were trying to break in the uh chamber of congress and all that so, i mean the patriot hell you're a traitor you know you're well you know you're a traitor
0: a lot of very misled people, a lot of confused people, some people that were not confused. Some people were very clearly out to do some damage. I've said this before. I think it was a small group of really like militant people that wanted to do some damage, maybe like mm-hmm. 200 people, maybe maybe more. Um, but all the other people were confused. Uh, they were Trump supporters. They were people that were easily influence it was a weird mix of people but i think there's probably about 200 250 people mm-hmm. that were out to kill oh yeah like pence and yes. whoever else was in their way like kill a senator kill a house representative uh wrap them up let's do you know steal stuff there there it's was so some amazing
1: because there's been nobody more loyal to trump <laughs> until you know, that, you know, until yeah, that like, one time where he's
0: like I, i'm not i'm actually not going to commit um, the worst felony in the, or the worst like crime in the history of the United yeah. States. Yeah, yeah. And so because he didn't do that, nobody, now he's, now he's going to be hung.
1: Nobody was more of a brown noser and just like, you know. Boom. I think Mike Pence is the worst. Yes. He's like one of the worst of all time. He is. Right? Oh, I, yeah. Don't you think? I agree. I, yeah, I Totally. I, He's, he, he, kind of, is, of, he has no political future. I hope he knows that, though. Yeah. But yeah. he does
0: have a podcast in Indianapolis
2: now. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah he's a big... But of course, well, I guess he started off... Of course, you got to remember, radio, Nick. Yeah. That's true. We, we are in the heart of hardcore Republicanism here. Why do you think we have the curtains closed? <laughs> <laughs> Except
0: we're in a particular little enclave of, yeah, of Democratic... Well, this is, uh, true. Oh, no, 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 this is I don't true. But, know what we are here. But, but, but that
2: was the one and only well, time, he, the one and only time that I had any vestige of respect for Mike Pence is when he went in there, did his job and said, look,
0: I can't go this far.
2: Biden wins. Trump loses. That's
0: it. I, you know, basically if he would have voted against that, he's like, I'm disavowing, you know, the entire election. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing who the president is. But legally, and and, and he legally couldn't do that. But, but Trump still says to this day that he should have done that. So like,
1: I think what Trump point I mean his whole administration was about I mean legally what does that even mean? Yes. You can do whatever you want to do if nobody can stop you then what yes. difference right. does it And make? so one thing I mean, I've always said about of Trump is
0: things. that he one thing that he, he was he was good at was having a good team of lawyers.
1: But you know like when they had the mm-hmm. pandemic money, right? When they handed out, you know, they had all the the pandemic re- relief fund and there was a rule in there that you know, there had to be independent inspectors general that were monitoring the funds that were, you know, making mm-hmm. sure that it was distributed appropriately. And Trump just fired all those people and took the mm-hmm. money, took over right. the money and That's just distributed Trump, it how so, he would solve saw, saw it.
0: Yeah. So the, all that happened a lot throughout his entire administration firing people that didn't kiss his boot and things yes, like that. Anyone that didn't, exactly. you know, and so like, yeah, that's sort of like they, the steps towards dictatorship or whatever you want to call it. I, I believe that stuff. Some people think that's crazy, Mm-mm. but like that's, if he, if he was to be declared a dictator, do you, do you think he would be like, no, I don't want to be dictator he is a fascist of course he wanted to be a dictator he wasn't he was not oh he wanted to yeah he
2: wanted to be but he had all the traits i don't think
0: he was like i'm not sure if he was like going out there with the intention of it but if somebody was was to say you know what mr trump would you like to be the dictator he's like absolutely
1: well what, what, what you said is exactly right but that john bolton who you know is the I, who is somebody yes. who I don't particularly like. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, me too. Yeah. But, also, but, I can, but you can saying. say, you can say a lot about, but well, you, I mean, John Bolton's not an unintelligent person for all of his faults. Sure. I don't, I don't of like course him. You do not get to that level without he, being he, pretty smart. And he was just on TV the other day talking about this. And what he said is that Trump does not have the ideological and the intellectual capacity to be a fasc, fascist Correct. dictator. That's what I believe. He's not yes. smart enough he doesn't have, and it's he has. There's no like. But I he mean, would Hitler, take
0: it. and that's the worst part. Is he if he's that kind of guy who falls into a fascist leadership? That's the worst kind of fascist. Well, but,
1: but, well Bol- but Bolton's point was like, I mean, and, and this is something that I believe for a long time. Trump. I mean, so we've talked about vaccines. I mean, Trump. You can think of him as a vaccine for fasc- fascism. Yes. Right, because he had a lot of the characteristics of Mm -hmm. fascist of a fascist dictator but he wasn't smart enough or or dedicated enough or 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 committed or regimented enough to actually do anything other than i mean he doesn't remember what he said three hours ago he's inconsistent he's not ideological so in a way if you're trying to protect the country from fascism he was kind of a good way to do it because he vaccinated us in the sense that he generated this reaction right that's what a vaccine does is it, it exposes the host to a bad thing yeah so that the host can mount an immune response. Response, to it. Well,
0: well, so that's kind of what is happened too, with like, this it, presidency. Is now you got, but you have people on the alt right and on the right who are saying that now this is a different discussion, but uh, that the Biden administration is fascist.
2: Oh bull! You, you were well, you know, look, I, Nick, you, you could have him do my because our our thoughts are so parallel. I couldn't believe. I mean, he's taken all the words right out of my mouth. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe this. But anyway, you know, I like you, Nick, man, because you're just like me. Of course, you're better looking and younger. <laughs> but, uh, but you think about it. He has all the hallmarks of a fascist dictator. Number one, he's extremely narcissistic number two he is extremely paranoid he fires anybody that he thinks might be a threat yep and number three he has absolutely no regard for the written law as it is and i and i I, the law is whatever he says it is at that moment exactly exactly and you well it's just like uh general miley the chairman of the joint chief's staff uh followed that he was convinced uh that excuse me trump was going to try a coup a military coup and he said his words were they're not going to fucking do that
1: well but miley also said that they're the ones with the guns Yeah, yes, exactly. And the problem that I have with this whole thing is like, yeah, Miley's a general and it sounds like he's a smart guy and knows, you know, the importance of the military and being apolitical and preserving the Republic, taking an oath, I'm sure, and all that. But um, guess who else is a general? Michael Flynn. Oh, oh God. So, I mean, the second that we have a political system that's so unstable that we are counting on generals to... Preserve our political system for us because we can't do it politically. That's scary to me.
0: And Michael Flynn is—he uh, seems to be the guy who's like most likely to be the leader of QAnon.
1: That could be. Did you see that documentary about Into the Storm?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he uh, retired lieutenant general. Lieutenant general, one star away from being a full a full. I mean, how did general. he get that far? I, d- man i this guy's pulling it right up i'm thinking you gotta be kidding me this guy ascended to the rank of lieutenant you can play the General. game you can a, hey you can play you know, the game yeah yeah it, but he, you can
0: have you can have alternate but um,
2: he's the one you know that he's the one who was telling trump oh okay no problem all you gotta do is declare martial law and you can pull a military coup. I mean, yeah. he was he was all for it. That yeah. was his idea. And, I, and, I, and I'm like Nick. I said, "How in the hell did this guy get that high up?"
0: Yeah, I, I still think that we narrowly evaded some some pretty bad stuff. Oh no, shit. You know, like yeah. Call me crazy. Uh, I'm am I right wing? Am I left wing? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I'm kind of in the middle.
1: It was all. But I'm
0: just like that. Just seemed like we. Came real close.
1: But this was all happening. That's the You know, I think the thing that yes. frustrated me about all of this is after the election, you know, this was all like people indulging Trump's feelings, right? It's like, well, yeah. you know, we're going to, it's like McConnell's on TV. Like, we're not going to call until all the votes are counted. It's like, okay, yeah. whatever. Like, you're indulging. Everybody's it, indulging Trump. McConnell, But like, you know, it was a very dangerous thing to do. Because it was a coup in slow motion, mm-hmm. and I was saying on Twitter, which I think I've deleted a lot of my tweets because I'm trying to not be too political, but here I am. <laughs> um, but like I was saying, you know, this is a huge problem for them to all be in doing this to indulge Trump Trump's tweets because it's all a joke until it's not, mm-hmm. and the Democrats need to come out and say exactly what is happening and what they're prepared to do. Because you know what, at the end of the day, like we have to be, you have to be prepared to fight for your country. Yeah. Because if you're not, that's what happened in Nazi Germany,
0: right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and,
1: and the Democrats that, you know, at least uh, this is w- why the Republicans keep doing this because right. the Democrats so, don't stand up. So don't stand so up to
0: go it. back to Mike Pence. If he was, if he was to say, you know what, I certify it as Trump won. What happens then? What and the it, hell happens then? And well, it shouldn't have come question. to that because that there have been, should have
1: been, you know what, Biden, blue state governors, they should have been saying long before that, this isn't funny. This is right. No, this, is, this is, is what everybody this is said. leaving. This is it's leading us to civil got war to that
0: point. It's the fact that it got to that point that there was a, even a chance for that to happen. Mm-hmm. It is, that's the scary part? That was the part <clears throat> where I was like, "What the hell?" And then January I mean, imagine six, January the sixth
1: happened. Then too, imagine like, the roles were reversed. Imagine Hillary Clinton, oh gosh, had yeah. done after the election what Trump did. Yeah. Oh god, good the point. Republicans would be saying, "We're going to arrest her." The bread state governors would say, mm-hmm. "We're mobilizing our national guard well, people, but, but to the defend on, the election." But the
0: people on the left do say every single day to this day, "Why isn't Trump in jail?" Good well, right, point. but it's their leaders yeah. who don't
1: do
2: anything about mm-hmm. it. He should be. He sh- yeah, he— uh, It was a crime against the country. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he, he is a traitor. I mean, I'm sorry—he is. He, he incited, and he said, oh, well, I, don't, I heard this uh, on one of his uh, <clears throat> political action committee rallies. Well, there was a, over a million people there. Well, in truth, there was only about 20,000 and he incited i mean what more proof do you need but the most pathetic thing for those people was he said i'll be there with you and that was a bold-faced lie he got in his SUV, went right yeah. to the White well, everything House. Everything he says is a lie. It we we a all lie. know that. Exactly. I mean, but it, it, it,
0: it, I think everything about him—he was just—it was a power grab, just like his entire life. Mm-hmm. It was just a narcissistic power grab. He only sees about this far ahead of himself. He just sees this is it. He can only see this like a couple feet out of in front of him. But he doesn't. The, he doesn't. He. It, people. I don't think people understand who Trump really is like he's just this narcissistic being mm-hmm. and 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 that's all really he is he just wants more and more power he wants adulation he mm-hmm. wants attention that's all it is i don't think he really has uh dreams of being a fascist leader i don't think he ever had that mm. i think well, fascism, i, I, I think if it was if it was presented to him right, right exactly if it was presented to him he would take it Without even questioning, mm-hmm. he wouldn't ever think, "Oh, this isn't good for the country." He would take it. Of course, it's going to if it's going to increase his standing in the world, and he can have all power. Of course, but that, I don't think he's smart enough to like make a plan.
2: No, he's not. Uh, but you know, it, the gullibility of people. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I don't want to sound like an elitist ass. You are. I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there were phone videos of these people marching when they were marching to the Capitol building, and this one woman says, uh, "Where's Trump?" And this, "Oh, yo, no, he's behind us. He's back there." And they all yeah. said, "No, he's back there." Uh, you know They, were, they du- were
0: probably all half drunk or more, you know, yeah, exactly. just like, just, well, it's just a big party. Like, that's what I'm saying, Nick. I think that it was a very confusing mix of people. Well, it was a, a you know, half, probably half the people were just like going along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, not not, not saying they're innocent. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know but what it's the, the, it's the, 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 the word is to describe the leaders of insurrection them. are really, I Correct. mean that's yeah. the problem is
1: that until somebody is held accountable and not just the, the suckers, It wasn't a failed insurrection. It was a trial run.
0: Right. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason why we can't think this isn't going to happen again. You know, like, Oh, I know. Yeah. uh, It's only going to get weirder from here. I think, I mean,
1: what would have happened if Pence had refused to certify it or what would have happened if the Arizona Republican party and the uh, Georgia Republican party and maybe one other state, the state party refused to, you know, certify or, 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 sent different electors. Yeah, we, can well, yes. yeah, we, can only, we can only speculate. Yeah, exactly. right. we can only, exactly. We don't know. But is there, point, is yeah. is anybody, I mean, like what, what I want to know is what have the national leadership done to, no repercussions. like what's the plan, right? No repercussions. What's the, what's the plan? If that happens in 2024? Yeah. What are the blue, you know, what are the blue state governors?
0: Unfortunately we are, we, we are being the, the people that are, uh, supposed to be handling the situation are politicians.
2: Mm, true. That's
0: the problem. <laughs> and we all know politicians are a weird lot. And oh. well, all I know is it's July, 2021. We are, I don't know, man, like it's been a long year already for me. I'm oh, having a second shit. surgery on my knee on Friday. Uh, you know, it's been, it's just a crazy, crazy year, you know, like January Mm -hmm. 6th happened this year. Yeah, Isn't that weird? Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, all these other things have gone on and it's like, man, I thought 2020 was bad, but, but at least I will say that, um, you know, we're able to sort of live a little bit normal lives now because of the COVID stuff Mm -hmm. Um, that could change again
1: hopefully not in
0: the fall. Hopefully not. But again, it's like, as we were talking about before, it's like, you know, let the, let the unvaccinated, those who choose to not get vaccinated for whatever it is, let them live with their choice, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We have to move on. We have to move on. I don't think we need any more lockdowns. I don't think we need any more. No,
2: exactly. Exactly. Don't,
0: don't lock down again for the unvaccinated.
2: Nick, it, it has been a pleasure to well, thank you guys today. for having me yeah i just it's great man I'll, it's like i said you're just i couldn't believe uh, you were pulling the words right on my <laughs> head <laughs> well what else can
0: we ask when we have them here this is this is really a quite a um a treat yeah it like, is uh, I, I didn't expect to go into the the cancer discussion listen, but man
2: we have an nih physician sitting here
0: so i learned that nih is 27 divisions 27 divisions and yours is what's the name of yours?
1: The National Cancer Institute. N.C.I. Okay. Yep.
0: N.C.I. So uh, Fauci is the head of the N.I.A. ID. Mm-hmm. That's what his thing is. So he's the president of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not the president. He's he's. Uh, oh, OK. So Francis Collins is the head of the NIH, yep. which is the the big one. Yep. But there's 27 branches. Oh, Inside yeah. the NIH. So I I just learned that today. I did not know that. I did so not pe- know that some, some people think that uh, <laughs> you know, know the NIH things. just like, oh, Fauci is the head of the NIH. No, he's not. He's just the head of one branch of it, which yep. is the part with the infectious diseases and things like that. Yep. Um, but, uh, man, there's a lot of people that hate Fauci. <laughs> they want <laughs> to kill him. Such, they yeah. want to, like, arrest him and uh, put him in jail. Bad. And
1: I feel bad for the guy. He's done a lot of service for this country. Yeah. It shouldn't be, he shouldn't be treated this way. You know, and and it's crazy to me when people are like, oh, well, he was saying this and now he's saying that. And it's like, yeah, you know, what we know about things changes, right? Like we don't always- He's kind of
0: coming at it from a scientific standpoint.
1: We don't always keep the exact same approach for, like we treat cancers now differently than we used to treat cancers.
0: I think this is a bigger picture thing, where where it's like once somebody says something once- they can never change their mind or they right. can never, you know, there's never any new data. It's always like, it's always like uh, he said that before. can't change I mean, his mind. The mask thing is mind. a good example. Change your mind.
1: I mean, the mask thing is a good example, right? When this all started, I mean, we didn't know how the virus was spread. Right. And there was also a shortage of masks. Well, that was a big deal. Yeah. And so, you know, he was like, he didn't want people hoarding masks mm-hmm. and we didn't have good data that showed that you should be wearing a mask. Yeah. We just didn't, we hadn't encountered this before. So that he was does, like, I don't know. That we does need- seem
0: to be a little bit of a. I, I I was a little bit curious about that. Like why he did that. Cause I think he knew that masks were going to be good.
1: I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I don't know his motivations and, but I just remember at the time thinking that you know, there's something they're looking at. And right now there's a shortage and we know that the doctors that are treating these people need masks. Right. So, I mean, well, there's another
0: make... a wrinkle in all that. It's like, what, why would there be a mask factory here? Like, of course not. Like what, why do you need masks? So like everybody's saying, why don't we have enough masks? Like, why would you need that many masks? It's yeah. always about supply and demand and stuff like yeah. Uh, so yeah, now we have mask factories here or places yeah. that make masks, but now we don't really need them anymore. So, yeah. it's it's people always expect perfection in life, and the, the people on the outside that don't know, yep. they're always like, "Why isn't this perfect?" Yep. And and I think that's a, a flaw of our society right now. You know, well, well like-
2: you, you know, uh, up until this pandemic, who wore masks? well Asians. let's see it was people well yeah chinese a, a smog <laughs> no i mean well i mean, they, yeah. they were from also because of SARS, and yeah, and, yeah, sars yeah sars and all that but but in the u.s anyway who did okay hospital personnel right. of course yeah emts of course uh private practitioners like me uh yeah you know and and that was it you know you know you didn't have you didn't need masks for everybody in the country there were only a small percentage of us who were wearing masks every day yeah so you know the the supply meets the demand and all of a sudden the man goes
0: whoa i think it just messes with people's reality like that life isn't perfect yeah, you know, I yeah. think you you think that you can have anything at any point, but like sometimes something comes out of nowhere and just throws you a curveball,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. and you're I mean, not, I think, you're not prepared for it. You know? I think
1: we still don't even know for 100 percent certainty that masks are necessary. I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that just goes to show we just don't. Yeah, because to prove that you would need a randomized controlled trial, and that either. hasn't been done. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's like not worth doing. I don't think it's been done. Hmm. I don't Maybe there has been one. I'm just not aware of the results to be, Hmm. you know, I can look, but, um,
2: but, but, you know, it
1: may be, you know, that it just is a matter of, you need to do a better job of, you know, keeping infected people at home, tracing, not, you know, minimizing, uh, social, you know, social distancing and all that. We just don't know for sure which things helped and which things didn't. And, um, People, like you said, people expect perfection and you're just not going to get it. Yeah. And if your lack of perfection means you're not going to believe that anything, you're not going to believe anything that anybody says. The fact that that we are even
0: alive at all and we're flying through the universe in this little ball and it's like, Mm -hmm. like people forget these kind of things, you know, like there's so many miracles that are going on right now. And it's like, we're just in this little world of, we have this, these thoughts of like, we have to, everything's a certain way. And we're so coddled. We're so coddled yeah, we to think are. that, like, yes. everything is just taken care of by somebody. And, geez,
2: guys, just calm down. And we're, we're, we're in, a, in a process where we're destroying the environment, causing uh, climate change. Even Trump, in the last couple of years, acknowledged that, yes, we have climate change. Uh, you know, but people just want to keep on, you know, the same path. You know, we're still using fossil fuels like we shouldn't be right now. And and we're we're destroying the environment. You're such a hippie, Tom. I am. I am. Well, you know, look, John, it's... it's like my my wife, you know, my hair starts getting long. Said so you're starting to look like an old hippie, and I said, "What well, hell I am an she old hippie?" Should let it grow? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I think I would, but I but, but but I have to live with my wife, man. I, oh no, okay. I, hell, I'll cut it. But but no, it's. I mean, we are. I have thought for years, and this is just me, that man is going to die in his own filth. Uh, we are going to pollute <laughs> ourselves. No, we are going to pollute ourselves into non-existence. Boy, that's a who knows. That's a big who knows. Yeah, I know, but but think about it. You know, we. Uh, oh God, you know, I not want Maybe that's why
0: Elon Musk wants to go to Mars. Who knows? Yeah, probably. I'm a little or, more optimistic than that, but I was going to say we have <laughs> a.
1: We we found. A, well, maybe there's an area of disagreement. I mean, I think we, but you know, we'll have to save that for another podcast um yes but Let's i guess my perception on you know i mean well just to to one counterpoint is uh in the last 50 years the environment's certainly cleaner than it was in the 70s that's
2: great yeah but so, it's still not clean enough yeah not clean you enough know. but but you know i mean but, i think we can you know.
1: the, the point is i think we can change i think we will change um there will be a lot of climate change before that happens but i'm more opti- i'm an optimist no no, so no i'm no. very optimistic about the future but
2: and that's good man but but, but but at my age, I'm more of a pessimist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's got to be the generational gap (laughs) thing. But when I see that high tide in Florida, this is just high tide. This isn't storms or anything. It's a sunny day. High tide is taking out neighborhoods that haven't been taken out before because the sea level has risen. Uh You know, the
1: shad in uh, the Chesapeake Bay, I just read this, in the Chesapeake Bay was, I mean, that was like the basis of the economy in that area in the 1800s.
2: Oh, the shad. Everybody
1: ate the shad. That's what fed Mm -hmm. all the people in the colonial days, the founders. And uh, it was so polluted there that by the 70s, they were almost completely wiped out. Well, now they're making a comeback. They've cleaned up the bay. The fish are there. People are fishing. I'm hoping to do some shad fishing next year. Yes.
2: I remember in the 70s when they declared lake erie a dead lake and it was my brother oh, the amount
0: of toxic waste going in oh there. my Oof.
2: god i mean they, they, there was no fish no nothing you know and in my uh brother-in-law my late brother-in-law had a had a boat up there and he says he said we're not even gonna think about fishing because there's no fish to be caught wow mm-hmm. three-eyed crazy. fish
0: from simpsons and, crazy. But,
2: but they, yeah but but they they uh they made it law they stopped all that and and by god later yeah. it came back. i was hoping so to end on, on a
0: positive note
2: well i think that's a positive note oh. it came yeah. back oh it, it did came come back, back. okay it came back yeah all right so on a positive th- note
0: yeah. we will go out we can change we can change everybody thanks to nick all right yeah. guys thanks nick for having and me tom i guess too
2: Nick has been it's been great nick it's been a pleasure right. next
0: one we will talk more extensively about all of our knowledge about climate change excellent
1: Okay.